Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Books Are Chic. I am so excited to have this author with me today and be able to celebrate this book. I love this book. It's by far been one of my favorite reads of the year. So fun. And all I could see was either a movie or series playing out in my head. So we need to get into that. But I am so excited to welcome Jessa Maxwell to Books Are Chic to celebrate her novel, The Golden Spoon. Thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> to be talking to you. I w- would you say it's like a whodunit mystery? I wasn't going to say thriller. I'm used to saying thriller because I have so many thrill, but like whodunit mystery, but like funny and just like yeah. so many fun characters. Yeah. I mean, I think like the kind of like only murders, knives out comparisons are pretty good because Agreed. it is, I mean, it's got like, I don't think I people everyone calls it a cozy so I'll I'm fine with that if people think it's cozy but I think it's kind of on the cusp honestly I don't think it's quite cozy I wouldn't say cozy either because there was definitely like edge to it Mm -hmm. I yeah I would agree it's it yeah no rides the line (laughs) it does I would say yes when I somebody had posted about this book a while ago and I was like I I love only murders in the building I love knives out and they had compared it to something along those lines versus like the great British bake-off which I was like that Mm -hmm. too and I was just like this is like how this hasn't been done yet you're so smart is like blows my mind (laughs) because these things are like what people love so like throw in a murder throw in like a huge cast of like quirky fun characters yeah and it's perfection thank you it was very fun writing it honestly I had such a good time writing it I'm Um, sure coming up with the different characters and coming up with the rules. It was really hard coming up with the rules for the show. Like that was like very confusing to me at first. Um, Just because like, I wanted to have each character's perspective and there's seven perspectives um, in all, which is like when I was first writing it, I was like, oh my God, can I do this? Am I going to, you know, is everyone going to hate it? But the nice thing about the baking show is like, it's so many different kinds of people. So I got to kind of... I almost feel like cheating a little bit because they're so different, you know, whereas other books, you know, you might have like more of the same kind of group of people together and then they're not as distinct. No, um, I loved that you, and we'll get like more into the book, but I don't want to forget this. I loved that you put in the beginning of the book, all the little biographies of all the characters so that yeah. you could, because when you, I always find that like when you're starting out with a book, you, you're like, and there's a lot of characters, you have to get used to mm-hmm. it and like start memorizing. And I was like, wait, who is this? Wait. And then you're like full, you know, 50 pages and you're like, okay, I have all these people down pat. So I can't even imagine, you know, coming yeah, up with the them and keeping release. them organized. Yeah. Having the fake press release, I think was really good because yeah, I mean, I think when you're at the beginning too, you don't know how, if you're a you know, a reader, you don't know how many perspectives there are going to be. So having this little thing in front to kind of like shows you, oh, there's going to be quite a few characters. And I think it's hard also when you first are reading a book to know what to pay attention to sometimes. So yeah, I do think the press release really worked well. And I don't know how I'm going to do it with like future books, because if I want to keep like a big cast of characters, you know, you kind of need something people can refer to, I think. 
No, I appreciate that as a reader. Also, because if you're like an avid reader, you start and like, say you just are a person, like I'm always just going from book to book. I don't usually take a break. And then I'm like, yeah. wait, who is this? And then I start thinking of other characters from other books. And I'm like, wait, what's happening in this? <laughs> <laughs> so I no, feel like that sure. was so helpful. Um, uh-huh. But let's rewind a little bit. Tell us okay. just sort of like Jessa's journey, how you got to this book, your background, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started out as, well, I started out as like a journalist when I was in my twenties and did a lot of traveling. And then I took up illustration and I had gone to art school. So I started illustrating and writing comics and books. Um, I did some comics for the New Yorker and then I started writing children's books. And so I was in that space until recently, but I've always wanted to write a novel and that was my main dream really. And I got to a certain point where I was like, if I don't do this, I'm just never going to. And I had all these ideas and it was really like both my husband and my mom were really encouraging. And they were like, you should just do it. Just take the summer and just, you know, try. So I did, I took like three months and I wrote the whole, basically the whole book, um, in those three months. Um, I decided on the baking show just randomly. I was like walking around and I that came up with that idea. And I just thought I'd always wanted to do like a locked room thing with lots of characters. And I thought that would be like a fun plotty thing to do. I always like imagined it as very cinema, you know, cinema, cinematic. So yeah. that I could like, I wanted it to seem like he would watch a television show and you kind of be in that um, experience. And so each character moves the story like forward. I never have the same scene through like two characters perspectives it's always like moving the plot forward which was really fun to write and I think kept me focused too um so that is how it came to be and then I sold it um in that fall so it was really like the dream you know you write it you hope that you sell it and then but I did and then um there was an auction for it and then there was an auction for the tv rights so it was like really a total total dream come true I know. I, that's incredible because it usually doesn't – I mean, I feel like there's few stories like that where you hear people, it just like all was aligning for you and mm-hmm. happening. Um, when you – so you decide, you just randomly decided on on bake, the baking show piece of mm-hmm. it. Were, did you watch baking shows? Like I feel like – Yeah. Yeah. Especially when – so when I was an illustrator, I would keep shows on in the background a lot mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just because – you know, you don't have your brain is not as occupied that part of your brain. So I would like watch like the entire like seasons of like the Great British Bake Off while I was drawing. And so I'm sure it got into my subconscious during that time. Yeah. Um, But I've always liked, you know, baking shows. I mean, mostly the British Baking Show. I don't watch any of those. I don't watch Chopped or anything like that. I don't like like the super competitive ones, but I love those characters and you do, you get so invested in them. Um, and they do such a good job of making them kind of feel like whole people. But then you always are like, what are they like? What are they really like? Yeah. You know, and there's some that are like, hmm, I wonder if this person's, you know, kind of obnoxious <laughs> off screen, <laughs> well, or, I mean, you know, not so, not so nice. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, reality TV is such a big part of like our, you know, culture and pop culture, but it's so funny to think like, and like, I think especially too now when you see a lot of like, if you watch 
like Rob or the housewives that they're getting mm-hmm. like arrested for serious, cr- like serious crimes. I know. I mean, I, I adore those shows as the other things I watch. I mean, those are things <laughs> that are great to have on in the background of your drawing also, because the drama keeps it going, but you don't have to watch everything. And yeah, I love them. And they are, you know, they're, sh- I think they're Shakespeare, honestly. Like, oh my God, there's I love- so much going on. <laughs> I love. I don't them. like that they're in control of their own plots now. I, that's not so good. I agree, and I've seriously watched those from the beginning, like from the first, like the OC. That would yeah. be the first. Um, yeah. I have to say, I'm going to ask you too what your favorite is. My favorite now, out of all the franchises, and I've had to narrow it down because some of them just like, like you said, it's a little too yeah. like calculated. Um, yeah. I love Miami. That's my this favorite. is the new one. See, yes. I just, I just started, I oh, don't have time awesome. to watch right now because I'm trying to finish a book, but I, um, as soon as my book two is over, I'm diving into Miami oh. because I realized that one's supposed to be really good. And people are like, oh, it's like old school housewives, which so I miss. It's yeah. so, I always like, love New I'm York, sad. but it got so mean. I love New York too. And I love Beverly Hills. And then like, mm-hmm. and I still will watch those. Those are like my tried and true, but it's a little, sometimes you're like, oh, this, for some reason, I agree with whoever told you it's like, oh, gee, like they just, you can't make it up what happens. And also there is like this friendship and sisterhood among them, even though they mm-hmm. fight all the time. I feel like at the end of the day, they sort of still have each other's backs where the other ones yeah. I'm like, I don't, somebody could kill somebody. I feel like, oh, for sure. you know, I know I want like low stakes drama. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just want like, yeah. But while I was reading the golden spoon, I kept thinking like, because I watch all these reality shows, I'm like, could you imagine like be like, you know, a reality show and like somehow like a murder is hap- like happening. And I'm like, oh, that easily, wouldn't be far fetched. Right? Yeah. Like that. No. I mean, you'd be like shocked, but you'd also be like, wow, like, and then you'd be fully invested in that. But I For just sure. loved that you took that spin on it. And I was going to ask you too, um, like growing up, did you read a lot of mysteries? Was that your like go-to? No, I didn't actually. I read a lot when I was younger I mean, when I was a kid, I probably read a lot of like fantasy and stuff, but when I was like, or not fantasy, I don't know. I loved, you know, dragons and castles when I was a kid. Yeah. And then when I got older, I read a lot of like literary, like really serious literary fiction um, and nonfiction when I was young. And then I think I just wanted more escapism. So I didn't really turn to like, you know, thrillers. I think I started with chiclet and then I kind of merged into thrillers and that was my kind of escape. Um, and I have not been really into literary fiction since, but I also have had, you know, just serious things going on. And I don't want that kind of feeling lately. So I just, I like kind of the escape of a thriller or kind of a mystery, but I, I do read more thrillers, I guess, when I think about it. Yeah. But I it's loved, funny. like when I'm, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, you go. I was just thinking, like, you know, when I, I read, like, Lucy Foley's The Guest List, which kind of, you know, inspired me to do something with, like, multiple perspectives. And I liked how she, you know, that wasn't, like, terrifying book. It was, like, a you know, character-driven book. And I really liked that element to it. And so I wanted to do something kind of similar to that. Yeah, I could definitely see, like, remnants of her. I love her. I think she's great. And I agree. It wasn't anything like, oh, my God, like, you know, you're like, 
what's going to happen, but you were so drawn to all the characters. And it was literally like your own little detective case. You were trying to figure Mm -hmm. out as you read along, which I feel like the golden spoons the same way. But when you said chiclet, it's so funny. I had chatted with an author once and we were talking about, and that's like, I've always been a a huge reader. And then I feel like in high school, it was like the summer more and like, you know, then school would happen. It would be whatever we had to read for school. And then as soon as like, I think I was maybe a senior or freshman in college. Chicklet was like having its moment. It was like Emily mm-hmm. Giffen had just come out, like Lauren Weisberger. And that was like mm-hmm. the thing to be reading. And it yeah. sort of was like my gateway back into like voracious yeah. reading. And then same, yeah. like I just always now find myself either definitely still, you know, fiction or women's fiction, but I always mm-hmm. like have to balance out my reading diet with like mm-hmm. a heavy overload of a thriller. Multiple yeah, colors. for sure. I mean, and I think like chiclet and thrillers have things in common though, because they're very like both are plot driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really fun. Like I really like a plot these days. I think it keeps me engaged in ways that, you know, I need like a real, real plot. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking like the earliest books that I read, like I think the person that got me into chiclet and maybe even started the genre was remember the girl's guide to hunting and fishing? Yes. Which was like revolutionary. Yeah. She just passed away, which is really sad. But that was such a like amazing book. And it wasn't really chiclet, but it was like cuspy. And I think that's what got me more interested in that kind of book. I agree. I fully agree. That was, that was, yeah. I remember when Borders was still like a functioning bookstore and that was always on the table. And I have a copy of that somewhere, but I I totally agree. Now, when you started and you had all of these characters, did you have like a special way of like keeping them all organized while you were writing? Like, did they all have their own little folders of ideas? Like, did any, or you just like dove right in? No, I just, I was just a big mess, you know, for a lot of it. <laughs> I don't really write in order. Like I write whatever I'm kind of feeling like writing at a given time. So, I mean, I would, you know, each chapter had like the label of the person's name, but yeah, I don't have, I don't use any like sort of program that makes it easy to organize my work. I'm just kind of scrolling back and forth um, and moving things around. But it wasn't too hard. I think like I knew pretty quickly what I wanted each character to kind of reveal. Mm -hmm. And so then it was easier to put things into order. Okay. Why don't we get you give us your elevator pitch about what the book is about. And like I said, we will not spoil anything for anybody. And then I can ask you like more personal questions about the book. Okay. Um. So The Golden Spoon is a murder mystery that takes place at a baking competition that is being filmed at an old manor house, uh, which is owned by the show's host, whose name is Betsy Martin, who's kind of like a, she's kind of like a Martha Stewart type character. Um, They call her America's grandmother, but she is slightly different than she appears. And we have six contestants that go to stay at the manor while this whole thing is being filmed and things devolve from there. That is good. That is not giving away anything. And then it just takes turns and there's so many like little intersected things that you discover Mm -hmm. as, as you're reading now for the manor, were you inspired by any specific place for the manor? Cause that was very visual 
reading, like you could visualize it or just like, I was thinking of all different things, but you living in Rhode Island, like, did you like, did the mansions or anything? No, in fact, I just recently, (laughs) I was working on a book, um, that used one of the mansions in it. Um, and I went to the breakers recently and I hadn't been before. So no, it's not really based on that. I used to, when I was a kid, my grandmother, took me to Scotland and she was like a Mm -hmm. university professor and they had converted the university of Wisconsin had converted this like, um, big manor house into university, like housing. And, and they also had like the classes there. And so we would go stay there in the summers. And it was very interesting to me. It was amazing to me. I had these spiral staircases, like hidden doorways, and it was just amazing. And I think probably that contributed to it. And then just like watching lots of Um, you know, like the haunting of Hill house. I think that probably Mm. had some influence on it. That house was so cool. And um, yeah, I just, I think an amalgamation of all of these different things, but I took a few, you know, it took a while because you, I'd had to like picture it over and over again. And sometimes doorways would move or floors would change. And, and then I would just correct it in the text, but I had a pretty good visual of it from the beginning. I kept visualizing the Downton Abbey castle. <laughs> I have no idea why, like every time I, but like, you know, it, it's more, yeah, manageable. I mean, but I just, I just kept thinking about the green lawns and them doing like things, the things outside. And like, that's all I yeah. got stuck in my head. No, I mean, it was kind of based on that too, probably. In fact, when I got the first cover sketch, um, the spoon has like a, you know, a, a outline of a manor house on it yeah originally it looked more like a haunted house and I was like no no more Downton Abbey so I definitely have yes see that's why I'm looking at it right now it totally looks like I mean maybe that's why maybe that's why it looks more (laughs) the cover in your head subconsciously (laughs) I know I was like envision like the music is like playing in my mind um the cover is so great did you now, obviously, the golden spoon is part of the competition, but how did you mm-hmm. come? It's such a perfect title in the book, all of it. But how did you come to to getting that title? I actually, it was kind of supposed to be a riff. I don't remember if the spoon as a prize came first or the concept of it, but mm-hmm. I do talk about like class and privilege in the book too, mm-hmm. on kind of a, you know, not it don't come out with it like a lot but it's definitely an element in the two main feet like female older female protagonists and I um I wanted the golden spoon to kind of be like a riff on the silver like being born with a silver spoon um and then it was also you know a good prize for like the winning of the bake week competition so yeah I love I loved I love that. And I wouldn't have even put that together. So that's so, that's so clever. Now, out of all of the characters that are in the book, who do you most relate to? Like who would be most like Jessa? You think? I mean, I think Stella for sure is the most like me. Um, She was definitely the hardest for me to write um, because she's the most like me, which I've said in interviews before. Like I just get, I had so much trouble writing her compared to the other characters came so much easier. And I think it's because she was closest in age and closest to background. Um, But yeah, she's definitely the closest to me personality wise. Who was the heart, not like aside because she was most like you, who was just the hardest in general to write or 
like oh she, she definitely, definitely still was, was. It was her. still was yeah it was her yeah no and- I had a lot of fun writing the other characters actually I mean I enjoyed writing her too but I really loved writing like Perjuna Lottie Betsy and they're all very different for me but I just loved writing them particularly lot um Perjumna and Betsy I think were the most fun and they're the most different for me so I know Betsy was she was really funny and fun and I just love that she and until people read it just the way it all plays out is just so it's so great um okay if you so um you know the like you know Mary kill whole spinoff game oh yeah yeah um so I have and this is from which you will laugh at but I just love that they do this because it's not as like harsh it's from this yeah. rewatch. It's from the Beverly Hills 90210 rewatch podcast because <laughs> I'm rewatching Beverly Hills 90210. Amazing. Um, so they do kiss Mary and kick to the curb. Who would yeah. you do kiss Mary, kick to the curb for your characters? Oh wow! I mean, you'd have to marry Peter. Yeah, because he'd be the best to marry. Kiss Perjumna for sure. Agree. And then kick to the curb. I mean, I don't want to give any spoilers, so. Okay. I, I know who I would kick to the curb. Maybe maybe we align on that. Um, <laughs> do you think you would ever, because it ends, and again, I'm not going to say anything, where you do give closure, but also I feel mm-hmm. like there's open an open door sort of do you think you'd ever revisit any of the characters I've always wanted to I mean I've had a lot of trouble getting I love Perjumna so much and I just want to keep writing him um but I don't know I think it's like nice for people to be able to imagine the way they want things to end too I don't I worry that if I would keep going it would get really cozy you know like I don't know how I would do it without making it like just too tweet maybe I don't know I mean I'm not opposed to it but it would have to make sense to do it you know and I think sequels are always tough they are tough I think you could probably if you did just a sequel like not even I think yeah I just I feel like you'd nail it um can you tell us and I also want to say that this being your, you know, debut novel and having Janet Ivanovich give you a blurb on the front cover, like, really how special. did that feel? I mean, that's like incredible. Oh, it's such a nice feeling. Yeah. I mean, I think I was really kind of numb leading up to the book coming out because it was so stressful for me to like the idea of it being in people's hands. And then, of course, you have these awful Goodreads reviews and things like that. So I think it was amazing. I just didn't know what any of it was going to mean for the book at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I was really excited to get hers and I was really excited to get um, Christopher Moore's because yes. he had been tweeting after I finished the book and turned it in. He started this kind of Twitter thing where he was occasionally writing about how the Bake Off needed a murder. And I was like, don't blow my, <laughs> You're like, my no. idea and so I kept writing to him and being like I wrote that you know and finally he read it and he gave me that really nice blurb so that was like very special to me because I always loved him too yeah oh my gosh so many great blurbs do you you just mentioned it so that's why I was going to ask do you like read all of your Goodreads review or no no I did at the beginning which I think because I was I don't think I would do that again honestly I think I was so 
nervous. And I was like looking for like, a. I think when your first book comes out, you're like looking for like a metric because you're not getting any, you're just alone, you know, for like Mm -hmm. a year, basically waiting to see if people are going to like your book and if it's going to be successful. And there's a lot of pressure on around it that you make up on your own too, just being a weirdo. Um, And I did read them at the beginning and that was really hard um because sometimes two people would be like there's no murder and I'm like there's a murder in the first page of the book and thing? some of them you're just you're like you're not reading the book but then you can't you know you just can't get invested in that um and I don't think I would be I don't read them now um Good. yeah yeah, I can't imagine what that would feel like either. Just being like, wait a sec, you what I'm I'd be like yelling at my computer. Like, well, no, that's not <laughs> that's not what I meant, or that's not what happened, or that's not true. But um yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Um, but then before the book even came out, the rights to a TV series were sold to Hulu. They were sold to like ABC, which owns oh, Hulu. And, um, they were sold to, I like, it's like called lean machine. It's Eileen Brosh McKenna's, um, production company. And so like in conjunction with ABC and she started writing it like right away. Um, and I've read the first episode of it. Um, but then it's just like, you just don't know what this stuff, like how, how it's going to happen or what's going to happen. I haven't heard anything in a while. Um, but she's, you know, really great. She definitely wants it to be made. And she just did like that movie, Your Place or Mine. And she's, she did, um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She worked, um, created that basically with her partner. She did Devil Wears Prada. So she's like a big deal. So I think if it has a chance, you know, she's like the best person to be doing it, but you just don't know. I know. I it has to because it's. I'm telling you, like <laughs> you said, it has a cinematic feel. Like you're just you're reading and watching it at the same time. I just feel like mm-hmm. there's no way that that will make it. And how does that even work? Like, do you once the book is finished and you have galleys, you're sending them around to all sorts of media people. But do you send it to like heads of production companies and stuff as well, or did she just land upon it? No, it was like you know when the book went out, it was it was a big auction for it with Mm -hmm. within like publishing houses so there are like scouts that kind Ah. of secretly get the manuscript I don't quite exactly know how it works and they send it around so it was like bouncing back and forth between a bunch of different scouts and different um production companies and things like that so I actually had I I had meetings I think only like a week or two after I sold the book so the book wasn't even close to have been edited or having arcs made or anything like that yet um, when I sold the rights to the TV stuff. So that's incredible. That's so, yeah, that's right. that made you feel <laughs> really so good. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah, like, I'm just going to do this book over the summer and like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and then they're like, Jessa. yeah, um, that's really special. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I was just going to ask you, so what, so are you already, have you already finished your second book? Or are you working on your second book? I wish I had finished my second book. So I was the thing about being really cocky about like writing a book in three months is that then you think every book you write is going to take you three months. But no, I have like a almost finished manuscript um, that is also kind of a locked room, you know, multi-person like 
book and I like it a lot and I'm not sure that's what I want my second book to be. So I went back and started something else recently. So I'm going to give that a try. So it'll be one of the two. Wow. You're ambitious. (laughs) Would you save the one that, that is almost finished for, yeah, you, you like it. Yeah. For later, because I do think it's a, I I love the story and I, I love the characters and I think it would be a great book. I just don't, I kind of want to try something slightly different, I think, for my mm-hmm. second book. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, you know, maybe not, maybe I'll never do anything with the other one. I don't know. Um, it really depends on, I have to talk to my editor next week. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, I also think like, I just love that. Like, I feel like, na- yes, you can always just stay in your genre, but mm-hmm. I feel like so many authors nowadays, like, you know, touch into something else and I'm like you shouldn't it's just like that's so great because I'm sure sometimes people get just labeled as one thing and it's like but you Mm -hmm. probably have so many great ideas and maybe they don't all fall you know into yeah I think that's kind of what it is I want to be able to do something a little darker with Mm -hmm. the next one and um I don't want to be kind of trapped in something else without meaning to yeah I get that. That makes sense. Yep. That totally makes sense. Okay. We're going to do Jess's chic list. I'm bringing up my questions. Okay. Here we go. The author that inspired or inspires you the most and why? I struggle with this, but I think Lisa Jewell probably. She's so good. Just because she's so good and she's like, her characters are so good and she just keeps going um yeah I just love her I love her too that's a good choice um your current tv binge series we're waiting for secession to come back so that will Mm -hmm. be it for sure well you can't even binge that though can you because it comes out once a week but I know we've been watching poker face my husband and I and I love it it's really fun have you watched it yes it's like I love it it's like very good like popcorn-y like modern murder she wrote I love it I think it's great. I agree. And I think, um, and I'm blanking. She's so, Nata- yeah, Natasha. Natasha Leone. Yeah. She's so good. There's something about her. Amazing. I don't know what it is. Like she's totally so cool, but like totally quirky, but like so fun. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And like the outfits they had yeah. her in and just like the whole, she's like the only person it's that great. could have played that character. Yeah, no, for sure. 100%. And it's nice to see a woman who's like 40 years old as like the main character and not have her pigeonholed as anything. I love it. I think it's so cool. Agree. I agree. I, I, yeah, I love it. I think everyone should totally watch Poker Face. Did you watch, um, Yellow Jackets? Yeah, we did watch it. (gasps) I liked it. I'm not like a huge. Yeah, it's coming back. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. The ending. I was like, "Mm." I wasn't sure about the ending, but I agree, but I'm hopeful because it was already signed to a second season that yeah, like, that they this, must have a plan that they have to have some plan for that because That's I true. agree. I was sort of like, what is going on here? Um, yeah. So hopefully, because I just the whole first part of it, I was like, I've never watched anything like this. This is so oh, it was amazing. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And like the soundtrack was so good. Um Yeah. But and yeah. I love Michelle. What's her name? Michelle. Oh, Lipinski. Yeah, Lipinski. she's so good. She's, oh, so, she's so good. good. And I just felt like, and then it was like so fun to see Juliet Lewis again mm-hmm. and all the characters that played the younger versions of them. I yeah, like, yeah, it was great. 
Yeah, it was so great. Um, okay. Last favorite book and current read. I read The Reunion by Kayla Olson and loved that. That's like a chiclet kind of book. Mm. It's like a little rom-com-y book about um it's like a a woman who goes back to like be on the TV show, like to do a reboot of a TV show she was on. Um and meets her co-star and has kind of this like interesting I won't tell too much but it's a great book um and then I'm currently reading The Good Ones um by Polly Stewart which is an ARC that I got and I met Polly um at BoucherCon this year when I was sent by my publisher it was really fun to get to meet her and her book seems like it's going to be great yeah I've seen that one pop up that looks that looks yeah it's a beautiful cover yeah um sand or snow i i say sand with the caveat that i live on a cold weather island so we get snow here sometimes too and i love like the combination and i love having seasons so yeah definitely i sand agree though. i agree i i you said you well we talked about this before the same thing yeah I feel like <laughs> we suffer new to england. Get great <laughs> yeah we're totally new england it's like you suffer yeah. through the winter um, but like, as soon as it comes, I act like I don't even know, like I've never had this experience before. And I'm like, yeah, we're actually, I'm going to go take my dog to the beach after this. It's so great. So I know. Right. Exactly. So now it's, we we're we're in the home stretch, um, yes. coffee or tea order. Coffee order is almond milk latte with vanilla. If they have it. Yum. Yeah. That's a good and one. I want one. Yeah. And afternoon coffee is the best. Um, favorite bookstagram account. I mean, there are so many good ones. I love Crime by the Book has been very supportive of me, and I love Abby. I met her at BoucherCon also. Um, but there have just been, I can't even name all of the there's been so many people that have been so great to me, and I couldn't name a favorite. Her post about your book is what made me reach out to your publicist because oh, she, so yeah, she had like all early. these fun grass. She was early. She was like so yeah. excited about it. I always love her recommendations yeah. and she just has good like energy. So I feel like whatever book she's like super excited about, you're like, I have to read this because. Yeah. She is wonderful. Yeah. Such a nice person too. Um, okay. Name an author you'd love to have coffee or a cocktail with. I was thinking about this. This is like really hard for me for some reason. I don't know. I was almost like wanted it to be like, when I was younger, I read a lot of like Paul Bowles, who are like the, the Sheltering Sky. Did you ever read that? No. It's like a classic old book, but he used to live in Morocco, um, I believe with his partner. I think he was gay and he just wrote like the most interesting things. And I just think someone like that would be the most interesting person to have coffee with. I love um, that. Yeah. Or Paul... tea, maybe he'd have tea if we're in Morocco. Would Paul, Paul Bowles. Bowles. Okay. Yeah. To look them up. Um, who is your style icon? I think probably like a mix of like Catherine Hepburn, Diane Keaton. That's good. good like choice. I want to say it's someone more like like glamorous, but I think when it comes down to it, like my style is more influenced. I mean, those two are beautiful, glamorous women, but like I would want it to be like you know, Audrey Hepburn, but it's probably Catherine Hepburn. Well, they're just so like, they're just classic and classic, simple, like simple, Mm -hmm. yet like made a statement. And I feel like, and I love like all old 
Hollywood and everything and just obsessed with all that fashion. And I do think in a way, some of that is coming back, but then there's also just this other like branch of fashion that I'm just like, there's just, you can be so simple and like still make a statement, I feel. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, wow, when you see someone it's like Uh, yeah having like the 90s come back like I'm at the age where it's like that was like my you know schools so like the Delia's catalog like do you remember getting the Delia's catalog I I like we I I couldn't afford like anything from the Delia's catalog I would like mark all it was all of it all of it expensive I saw uh I was like in in 1998 the t-shirt was $50 like oh my god like of course I couldn't mind no wonder my mom never bought me anything from oh nothing. my god my mom's like you can my look and can we would do the same yeah. thing we would circle and everything. it would get like just like ragged the pages would just get like deteriorate like you'd rush home and like you'd find it and it was like oh. look at it for like hours it was yeah I love that thing but like I now remember- I mean seeing this same exact things in stores now is a little jarring I agree I remember my mom was like, you, there was a deal, like an actual Delia's store in a mall that in Natick, which was like wow. farther than my mall oh my near Gloucester. But like we could go because it was a bigger once in a balloon and they That's had amazing. a Delia's store. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And I left. She was like, you can get something small. And I got which is also so 90s, a little, do you remember the brand Hard Candy? Like I knew you were going to say that. I almost said it. Yes. With the, I, yes. I also I had like a jelly ring on the top. Yes. Yes. The best marketing of all time. The best. (laughs) The best. What color was it? Um, it was like, I, somebody in school had it and I was like, I need that nail color. It was like a galactic silver, but like it was, it was like a, it was like a hologram type thing like it turned into rainbow and like it was brutal and like it was so thick because I like wanted it to look like so perfect and I remember trying to take it off and it was just like torture but I was like this (laughs) is the best nail polish I've ever owned that's amazing um but yes I I agree the 90s are back and it is a little like yeah it's a lot um okay (laughs) book you wish they made a movie out of I honestly cannot come up with one. I don't know why. I've thought about this and I I cannot figure out what one I would want there to be a movie out of. I have not. Okay. I don't know why. There's a I'm lot like of totally choices, blank. but yeah, I know. I, I mean, like, I guess totally if you blank. asked me, I wouldn't know either. I don't know why. I mean, I actually like sat and thought about this before we had this interview. I was like, what would I pick? And I like honestly could not come up with something that I thought would make like a really good movie. I mean- I'd say like any of Lisa Jewell's books have not been adapted yet. I know. I think that'd be really fun for one of hers to be adapted. Maybe into a series. I don't really watch that many movies anymore either. Like I prefer I series. So I know. Well, there hasn't, I mean, I do feel like movies are slightly coming back, but there's not. Oh yeah. It, but they've it, been we, so bad. We, they've been so bad. Although actually so bad. I lied there. I did see the Whitney Houston biopic and it was oh, so wow. good. It That's was so good. good. I think you would like it if you appreciate yeah. like oh the yeah 80s for and sure. 90s. Um, for sure. I mean, I Tanya was incredible. Yes, that was phenomenal. Well, that was like a huge. I mean, I was like obs- being from Massachusetts, like obsessed with Nancy. yeah. Like I thought she was like yeah. the end all be all, and I wasn't even oh, a figure for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, she was like glamorous. 
She was. Um, okay, last question. Best advice for an aspiring writer or reader? Definitely. I got this advice when I was younger from an author, which was just to finish whatever you're working on. Like to get something published, like finishing it is like 90% of -hmm. the battle. And I think that's, that really stuck with me um, because I think it's really true. (laughs) It's so hard to finish things. Like most people don't finish things. Right. You start so many things and then it's like, life happens. That's yeah, great for sure. Or just like you get in your own way, you know, which is very easy to do. I know. Well, good for you for like taking the time, obviously having encouragement from your family, but like you just knocked it right out. And like I said, I mean, I just think sometimes when you hear certain people tell stories, like it just was, that was the way it was supposed to be go for you. You're supposed to do that summer. Like you read yeah, it, it was in really, record time. It was really a great experience. I'm very, very lucky. Yes. And lucky us that we have this gift of your book. Um, Tell us, tell everyone where they can follow you on Instagram. I am Jessa Maxwell author on Instagram. And that's really the only place I post now. Like I don't really post on like Twitter or anything. So that's the best, like the best place to like contact me also. Are you still on book tour or is it finished? No, I'm well, I have a couple like things that I'm going to, I'm doing an event in Elm street books, uh, next Monday. Mm-hmm. And I have an event tomorrow night in Rhode Island, but I'm back from my, I did like a flight every single day, um, that ended like a week and a half ago. And that was really great, but very intense. Um, I haven't flown that much in the last couple of years. So it was like, yeah. back in the saddle. but it was great and no delays or anything. So, and everyone was great to all the bookstores were amazing. Yeah, that's great. So fun. Well, thank you so much for chatting. I feel like we covered so much ground. Yes, for sure. I know we have a lot in common. (laughs) So many things. And so everyone should go follow Jessa and everyone can grab a copy of The Golden Spoon now. And thank you to everyone for tuning in. Thank you so much.